I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. My gosh, I found out today it's Friday, and I'm thinking, Friday? Wow, I missed a day somewhere. I don't know how I did it, but I did. I, I, I mean, I've been here all week, but it's like I, I thought it was Thursday. I woke up thinking, oh, I got one more show I got to do on Friday. And uh, I guess it's because I'm getting lost in uh, so many things right now. Um, of course... You know, Janine and I are working on, we have to think of a place to live. We have to move. And, uh, you know, we don't want a lateral move. We want to be able to move move somewhere where it's safer and better and whatever. Uh, it's because they're forcing us out. So we have these discussions about, you know, where we're going. Because they're going to, I guess, demolish the apartments where we're living. And, you know, that's fine. Because <laughs> they, I mean, they're not bad places, but it's in a bad part of town that we need to really think about getting out. And uh, we're doing that. Um, another thing too is, you know, with COVID scares and everything going on, I, I just, when I start hearing the COVID scares getting out of control on the news, I just want to stay home. I don't go, I, if I do go anywhere, it's five minutes away from my house. Cause I got a restaurant up the street. I can go have coffee if I want, or, and usually I don't want to go to a coffee restaurant every once in a while. I go with my friend, Dave Paul, and we go out for lunch. It's been a tradition since uh, he showed up at my house when I had cancer and he made me an omelet. And ever since then we've had breakfast together. Like every other week or every week, depending on how we feel. So, you know, it's kind of been, I've kind of been homebound, really. And, of course, the best thing that ever happened to me at Christmas was getting that widescreen TV because now I'm watching TV like nobody's business. I just, you know, all, all the shows that I haven't seen that everybody else has seen. Like, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Okay, I haven't watched that show. I'm, I'm, I'm safe to say, I can tell you, not one episode of Game of Thrones has been seen by me. Okay, Liam and I are rewatching Breaking Bad together because he wanted to see it, and I told him it's the, it's a flawless TV show. So we're watching tonight. When I get home, we're going to be watching. I think we're on like uh, season four of Breaking Bad. I finally completed all eight seasons of Dexter. Um, I never saw it when it first came out, uh, but but everyone has been talking about this new Dexter New Blood show. It's on Showtime. And so I decided that I needed to catch up. So I just, you know, no one else wanted to watch Dexter. So I've been watching Dexter alone, catching up on all. And I, and I went through all eight seasons. Okay. The first two seasons are great. The ones after, they're not bad and they're not that great, but they're okay. You know, I, I just think that, you know, the show is pretty good. Uh, I, I'm surprised how much I liked it. But um, one of the things I like about it and what I liked about that show is the character of Dexter was underplayed with such banality that he blended in with everyone else. And I think that's the point, right? But the other characters surrounding him were larger than life. But Dexter, well, he was the odd duck that was called, well, he was called in as a blood spatter expert, forensics expert for the Miami police department. And many, of course, in the TV series were unaware that he was a predator who selected his victims based on their past sins. He was uh, kind of like a Batman without the hood, without the cowl, without the, uh, you know, he, he was a vigilante, of course, an avenging angel. In fact, they even called him like the, he called like, I think the dark Avenger or something. They called him the dark something. 
this comic book writer did. I don't remember what it was called. It was called the Dark Fighter or the Dark Avenger or whatever they called him. Some comic book guy died and they called him that. I don't know. But uh, not that I recommend Dexter for everybody. It's acquired taste, apparently. And apparently so is the thought of bloodletting and apparently uh, now blood drinking, of all things. Let me tell you what I mean. Last Tuesday, actress Megan Fox and singer, rapper, and sometimes actor Machine Gun Kelly got engaged. Now, after she said yes, the couple took a far more serious step. They drank each other's blood. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, and I'm sure many of you don't know who Machine Gun Kelly is, and I barely, barely know who he is. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly was a guy that was in, uh, well, he, he played Tommy Lee in The Dirt. It's a, you know, sort of a doc, not really a documentary. It was kind of a pseudo-biographical documentary type show about Motley Crue, and he played Tommy Lee. But a lot of fans of Megan Fox and even Machine Gun Kelly are horrified that they would drink each other's blood. Some people, though, oh, how devoted he is that he drank her blood and she drank it. A blood ritual, of course, a, a, a an engagement sealed in blood because both the man and the woman in the relationship drank each other's blood. Megan has, of course, appeared in several movies. She was, uh, you know, she, uh, she was in uh, Transformers. and But it, it's she's hard to work with, according to what I've read. She's, In fact, some people say she's a little crazy. And, of course, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, I've seen him on The Tonight Show. I've seen him on Saturday Night Live, I think. And, like I said, he played Tommy Lee in the dirt. Uh, this is what Megan posted on Instagram. And tell me if this doesn't sound satanic in a, in a way. In July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. This is her talking about her and, and Machine Gun Kelly. In July of 2020, we sat under the banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just in every lifetime before this one, as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said, yes. And then we drank each other's blood. Just in every lifetime before this one, in every lifetime that follows it, I said yes. And when we, and then we drank each other's blood. They sound like that they've been together forever. Or they sound like that she was with him and he was with her and it's been forever. And it's like when they die, they'll be forever. And so they drink each other. It sounds like, what, some vampire twilight sort of thing going on doesn't that sound a little peculiar to you i mean really i mean like i said a lot of the fans were horrified the media is like Ugh, and everybody else is going what the hell they're just they're just not hiding this stuff anymore they drink each other's blood 503-225-0860 that's 503-225-0860 i'm clyde lewis you're listening to ground zero and we'll be back you just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.